Hola, ¿qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? Bienvenidos a Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. Me llamo es Patricio Finn y yo está aquí con Thomas Gibbons. Hi, bitches. I didn't get an, I didn't get a, a, an, a, an adjective. I didn't get a... Well, I couldn't think of an adjective in Spanish to give you. I can give you one in English. If you, you could like. barely thought of what you were saying. That was... I can't imagine and Spanish people being grateful for you for doing that. No, I'm sure they're cursing me for mangling their language. Oh, man, that was rough, man. That was rough. The, the, hey, dudes, one, that was bad. But this one was rough. Anyway, hey, bitches. Sorry about that. Yes, uh, this is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the cantankerous Tommy Gibbons. There's an adjective. Right, there's an adjective for you. And how are you tonight, Tommy? What did you call me? Cantankerous. I'm cantankerous you tonight. You truly I, are cantankerous. I truly are, I truly are cantankerous tonight. I'm sorry to hear that. No, well, whatever. Okay. Whatever. Did you have a nice weekend at least? What did I do? Yes, I had a lovely weekend, actually. Um, I went to a wedding. Really? Was that last, was that, that this was last? That was his past weekend. We, yeah, okay. we, were, we were both at weddings. We were both at weddings, uh, yes. Uh, that was a lot, that was a lot of fun, very nice. Uh, good people, good time. Uh, what a Sunday. The fuck happened on Sunday? Oh, there was a matinee on Sunday, so I worked on Sunday. Okay, uh, that was uh, what the Bayway Art Center. Bayway Art Center currently running Lost in Yonkers. Ah, uh, yes, we talked about that last week. We did. So uh, yeah, that was my weekend. What'd oh, cool. you do? I went to a wedding also. It was Stephen's nephew's wedding, his nephew Charlie. We were oh, we were upstate in, in uh, Upper New York, and we were in this town called Roxbury. Population 2,000. Oh, dear. And the wedding was at basically at this estate or whatever you want to call it, somewhere like up in the Catskills, uh, because the bride and groom wanted a barn wedding reception, and that's what they got. In August. They in wanted August, a barn yes, wedding. It, it was extremely in hot. August. It was very, very hot up there all weekend. And now, let me, let me take you completely off topic here. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid... Michelle. Michelle. Your friend Michelle. Michelle who, who responds, yes. Yes, who's our Well, we met fan. doing shows at a, uh, at a, at a church in uh, Williston Park. Okay. And it was St. Aidan's. Ah. In Williston Park. And there was a couple of outbuildings. You know, there was the school, and then there, there was the church, and then there was a rectory, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And on all the property was this, literally, it was a barn. Okay. Okay. And the school used it for gym classes. And over the summer, we used it. It had a stage at the end. Yeah. It was like a cafetorium. And it had a stage, like a gymatorium. And it had a stage at the end. And they did these shows over the summer with these kids. And I was one of those kids. Right. And I'll tell you what. Rehearsing something like Oklahoma or whatever the fuck it was in <laughs> August in a barn. Not conducive. At all. And I can't imagine being formally dressed and trying to be polite. Well, this, I can tell everyone was, it was everyone was told to dress more casually. The okay, bride, she had this beautiful dress, but wasn't the big major gown, you know, with the train three blocks long. Okay. But she looked beautiful. Uh, but everyone was pretty much dressed casually because they knew it was going to be hot. And there was, like I said, there's no kind of air conditioning in this, in this place. Did you wear a tie? No, did not wear a tie. I didn't, didn't even wear a jacket. I almost always wear a jacket when I go to a wedding. But being that I used to spend summers as a kid up in Kingston, New York, which is right below where we were in Roxbury, I knew how hot it was going to get up there. And that's hot, hot. Yeah. 
It, it, it's a it's it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. There's no ocean breeze coming right. over across the land like there is here on Long Island. There's also you know? no humidity. So yeah, well, it's hot as fuck. Yeah, but it really is you hot. You can breathe still. Well, we had a good time. Everyone there had a good time. It was a good, it was a good weekend overall. I forgot how rural rural New York can be when living out here in Long Island. Because when you go up there, it's just like there are houses like just like spread out all over the place. But like and what, geographically, once you get above Yonkers, that's the entire state. I know. You have the cities, you have your buffaloes, and your... Uh, uh, it's basically like Westchester County Albany. and below are like filled with people. And Everything else above. And it's beautiful. It's mountainous. It's gorgeous it's up nice. there. Absolutely gorgeous up there. Yeah, yeah. You see why people live up there. Yeah. Oh, one of the nice things about the wedding, uh, after the ceremony and during the reception, uh, there was a, a rainstorm, a passing rainstorm came through, and then there was a full rainbow arch. That's nice. That went right over... The barn area, basically. That's nice. Yeah, they got a couple of photos of that. That that looked. I've never seen a full arch of a rainbow like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen you know like half rainbows or whatever. Right, right. But right. I never seen one go completely across. Okay. That was really cool to see. Even though you're in a leprechaun, you've never been <laughs> at the end of a rainbow. And that's why I'm always after me lucky charms. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so we both had a weekend of good weddings. Good weddings. Yes, we did. Mine was on a boat. Yes, it was. Did I mention that? No, you didn't mention it. It was on a boat. It was on a boat. What kind of a boat was it? It was a boat, but it was a party boat. Okay. It went out to... The, from from Captree. Okay. Out to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. The Fire Island Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. Hung around by the Fire Island. It be- oh, nice. It then became me trying to figure out what side of the Fire Island, like what side of the boat the Fire Island Lighthouse was on. <laughs> um, and then this doctor this sat for a little while in the water and then came back. And it was talking about casual. Right. It was really, really summer casual. Okay. I mean, That's cool, were, right? There were no bathing suits. But it, but it was it was a very cottony, flowy, sandal wearing kind of you know nice. Okay, cool. Nice. It was fun. Very cool. So I'm glad. Like I said I'm glad we both had good weekends of weddings. I'm glad too. Right. So glad. <laughs> so anyway, I guess this means that we'll move on to our first segment, which of course is heavy petting. I knew to wait. How did you? How wise of you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And today's a topic, it's a health issue that I I wasn't familiar with until I read this article from American, uh, from, sorry, from animalwellnessmagazine.com. It's an article about what they call shutdown dogs. And what it basically is that dogs that are not properly socialize or grow up where they're constantly afraid and everything and they feel you know they're isolated and they don't know how to interact they develop this condition in which they basically shut down and the symptoms are that the dog like seems empty uh has a glazed expression it's unresponsive to you doesn't listen to you at all it seems to be frozen in place. It doesn't budge at all. That was me all day. And it reacts negatively if you try to move it, try to move the dog. And it also can have, at the same time, even though it's called, um, you know, uh, shutdown, the dog can have panic attacks too, where they start running around like a madman and they may try to dig or even try to go through a window or <laughs> bite through a wall. Um, and those are basically the symptoms of it. Pretty wild. Yeah. Like I said, I had never heard of this being, you know, f- this. It, this whatever you want to call it, illness, being applied to dogs and all. 
It's a psychological illness. Yeah, that's what it basically is. So they say the, the best way to treat it is to first of all focus on the dog's behavior, not on the emotional state of the dog. And that's how you'll get them out of this, by concentrating on the behaviors. And that the, your main goal is to make your dog Yay! Oh my god. Hi. So Hi. come. I was invited. She was invited. We are sitting here with surprise guest Kristen Danko. I'm surprise, so happy she hello. came. Hey. I'm so happy I came too. <laughs> we were uh we she was at the wedding, I was out on the boat. Okay. We were talking. Yes. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she said, I haven't seen Patrick. I haven't seen Patrick. Have you seen Patrick? We haven't seen each other in a dog's age. Right? So I said, well, I I see bitch every week. Come take some of the stress. So uh, I said, but don't tell him. And I'm not going to tell him. And she didn't, and I didn't, and it worked. Well, good. So here she is, Kristen Danko, who has a dog named Floof. Floof. Dog named Floof. Kavapoo, same as mine. Kav- yep, Kavapoo. And, and Kristen is also an up-and-coming comedian in the Long Island area. Fuck yeah. Where have you been performing at? <laughs> oh my God, I perform every night at home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did a show at The Loft in Belmore. I did one at the Brokerage, Club 121. I have one coming up August 20th at Governor's. Ooh, nice. What day is it? August 20th. August 20th. August 20th. It's Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah. Governors. Yeah. Governors. That's America? Levittown. That's Levittown. Oh, Levittown. Like Levittown. the OG comedy club. Oh, excellent. Oh, nice. Anyone who's anyone has done a comedy show there, so I'm on the right track. <laughs> Good for you. Far. That's awesome. Well, now that we have a guest here, we're going to ask you some more under a later segment then. Sure. But for now, we're going to move on to our next segment, which, of course... Is Tommy's favorite. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthday. No, 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 no. This is part of the format that he oh, follows. Okay. Just, just. Okay, I'm, I'm going with the flow. Go All with right. the flow, baby. You love it. Drink something or smoke something for sure. Okay. Anyway, we were talking about two persons' birthdays today. Both of them dead. Good. The first one was born today in 1874. I hope he's dead. (laughs) He was born to a Quaker family in Iowa, and he grew up in Oregon. He then, after the outbreak of World War I, became head of the Commission of Relief in Belgium. That provided food to occupied Belgium. And when the U.S. entered the war, President Woodrow Wilson appointed him to lead the Food Administration. And he became known as the country's food czar. Later on, President Warren Harding appointed him as Secretary of Commerce. And he continued to serve in that position under Calvin Coolidge after Harding died in 1923. It must have been hard to serve in any position under Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Why is that? Because he would... Never mind. Okay. Never mind. It was a... Any, anyway, this person won the Republican nomination he was so huge, in the 1928 the presidential election and went on to defeat the Democratic candidate Al Smith in a landslide. Do we know who this is yet? Bette Midler. Well, no, you know it's a president. <laughs> <laughs> it's a president? Yes, he was elected in 1928. Woodrow Wilson. No, Woodrow uh, Wilson was an earlier president. He was president during World War One. Um, This president uh, presided over the stock market crash, which led, of course, to the Great Depression. And then FDR. Was this Herbert Hoover? This was Herbert Hoover. Oh. Bastard. <laughs> Did he invent the vacuum? No, no, no relation to the vacuum. <laughs> he did invent the dam, though. Yes. Well, a dam was I, named after well, him. It was he, named after him. He did I not. Think, even, I think beavers. He didn't. He did not build. I try to stay away from beavers. Uh, I know you did. <laughs> 
But he was defeated for the presidency in 1932 by Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And we all know what happened there. But in 1946, after the war, President Harry Truman asked uh, Hoover to tour occupied Germany and Italy to ascertain the food needs of the occupied nations. And then in 1947, Truman appointed Hoover to lead the Commission on the Organization of the Executive Branch of the Government, basically to eliminate government waste. It became known as the Hoover Commission. Yes, yes, you can pick up Abigail. No, no. <laughs> no she said she said no. So he's the food guy who left people okay. standing in soup lines. Yes, basically, yeah. So how was he his job? Well, he was better as a politician in other positions than he was as president. Because during once the Great Depression hit, he tried to take a really laissez-faire attitude, a hands-off attitude towards government intervention in fixing the economy. He just saw it the market will take care of itself. So he kind of got blamed then for the Depression because he really didn't do anything to alleviate it. Okay. But like I said, he was... he was, he was to be funny. But he was better respected when he served in other offices before and after being okay. president. So happy birthday, Herb. Yes. You bastard. Today we say to Herbert Hoover... Happy birthday! Don't you want to rip your eyelids off? Do you recognize that song? One of a thousand. That's Yes, I know this song. Well, this song was written by the, or performed by the woman and her group on whose birthday it is today. Oh, God. That was English? She was born Veronica Yvette Bennett in East Harlem. And Tony grew, Bennett. And grew up in Washington Heights. No, Tony Bennett was last week. Uh, her father was Irish and her mother was black and Cherokee. She and her sister... Cher. Uh, no. She and her sister Estelle began singing together in high school. And soon began performing at the Peppermint Lounge, the birthplace of the twist and go-go dancing. With her sister and cousin, they formed the group The Ronettes in 1963. Oh, it's one of the Ronettes. And were signed to Philly's Records by Phil Spector. Their hits included Is it the one who the married song you just Ro- heard, Be My Baby, married? in 1963. Eventually, she did marry Phil Spector in 1968. So that's Ronnie Spector. That would be Ronnie Spector. I had to do math to get that one. I don't know who that is. I, mean, a, I know that song. You know the song. Yeah. Then, then you know who Ronnie Spector is. Sure. She was a member of the Ronettes. Yes. Oh, the she Ronettes. could have been a member of the Supremes, or she could have been the Chiffons. Or no. There was a thousand of she them. She was a member of the Ronettes. She was a Ronette. Anyway, she was married to Phil Spector until they divorced in 1972. She claimed that he subjected her to psychological torment and wouldn't allow her to perform and limited her recording. And the Wall of Sound. Isn't he the Wall of Sound guy? Yep, that's Phil Spector. And the guy who later went on and murdered his... Who was convicted of murder. Phil Spector? Yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, remember? That was not too long ago. But anyway, to Ronnie Spector, he basically surrounded their house with barbed wire and guard, guard dogs, confiscated her shoes to prevent her from leaving, and when he did let her go out alone, she had to drive with a life-size dummy that looked like him in the car. She also stated... I think he was wearing her shoes. She also stated you that... you know Ronnie Spector had some shoes. <laughs> she was a Ronette. Yeah. The, she, you know, she also not, said that Phil Spector installed a gold coffin with a glass top in the basement, promising that he would kill her and display her corpse if she ever left him. Shit. <laughs> wow. And you don't see the romance in that. Right? I mean, it is super romantic. It really is. In 1988, she and the other Ronettes sued Phil uh, Spector for $10 million in damages for breaking contracts and basically not paying them for their 
for their records and everything. And it took about 10 years for the case to be resolved, and he was ordered to pay Ronnie Spector over $1 million in royalties. Oh, shit. Good for yeah. Ronnie Spector. She later went on and married her manager, Jonathan Greenfield, and had two sons. And she then died from cancer at age 78 in this year, January 12th, 2022. Aww. Yeah. I wow. remember that, too. Dude, old broad. Yeah, she'd been around a long time. So, for Ronnie Spector, we say... Yes, we're going to be talking about the late departed Olivia Newton-John. Now, you're young. Yeah, I'm not that young. Well, do you know who, do you, do you have a, 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 an image of Olivia Newton-John? Do you of know who she was? So. When you when you hear the name Olivia Newton-John, what's the first image that you? Xanadu. 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 Yeah. Excellent. Bad movie, but a good musical adaptation. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> The yes. movie is terrible. It is terrible. It's not a great show at all. No, it's not. But it's fun. It's but then when they adapted yeah. it for the stage, it became this campy hit. It's super that campy. Really, yeah. I know. And I know. it really, really worked. Yeah, <laughs> it did. yeah I like yeah, that I show. That, that, well, same, same. But for an older generation... It's Sandy. It's yeah. Sandy and Grease that you yeah. automatically think of right away. Well, I mean, I, that too comes to mind. Those are the only two that come to mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had other hit songs, like She's... Have You Never Been Mellow and I Honestly Love You. You know what I heard the other day? That uh, Physical was... Yes, Physical. Physical. Yes. She sings that Physical. The, uh, yeah. yeah. It was physical evidently away. the number one song of the 80s. That song's really... Uh, really I can believe, you can believe that. And... <laughs> Sings that song. Yeah, let's get, get physical, physical. physical. It no was bad. Oh, that yeah, awful never... video. There oh were radio God. stations that wouldn't play it because it was too suggestive. Because she was trying to get more of a chance with her image after yeah. Greece. You know, at the end where she plays, you know, Bad Sandy. So she figured she's trying to take a little bit more daring image. And now there are some words that I hear on the radio that I'm like, ooh, you couldn't say that when no, I was in pop like radio. Wop? That's the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. Yeah. <laughs> so old. But it's a perfect example. It is. Yeah. But I, for, for our listening pleasure, here's my okay. favorite Olivia Newton John song. Oh. Um, Play a song from that. Play the one she did with with uh, what's his name, Jim Kelly. Oh, <laughs> the one she like, did in Jim Kelly. Also Travolta. from Xanadu. Ah, oh. whenever you're away from me, wherever you are, it's her and Gene Kelly. They do a dance. It's great. I, well, I didn't download that recording. I, I I apologize. Well, I'm just saying that for your own cultural <laughs> development. Oh, my own cultural development. Yes, I would. I would look up that. Uh, is uh, Olivia Newton-John, Gene Kelly. Okay. Okay. I will look that up. You. After this podcast recording, I will look it up immediately thereafter. Write that down. Yes. Yeah. Right, put it on the extra benefits package. What do you do? What's that thing you do every week? Oh, the bonus material. The bonus material. Yes, I can include it on there. Yes. Uh-huh. I'll definitely include it on there. Some bonus material. <laughs> we got to get a clip of you. Yes. We got to get a clip of you to put on the special performance. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the meantime... Oh, once again for 
today in history. Yes. Yes, 52 weeks later, and it's finally the right reading. And today in history, on August 10th, 1787, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart completed this chamber work written for two violins, a viola, a cello, and a bass, called Eine Kleine Nachtmusik. <laughs> does it sound familiar to you? It does. Well, play the music, for fuck's sake. I'm about to. <laughs> Eine kleine Nacht music, which translates, of course, to a little night music. Eine kleine oh. night music. Eine kleine night music. Have you music. seen Tenacious D, the, the Pick of Destiny? Where he's like, can't no. you see? He's a man. Let me hear you applaud. He sings the whole song to it. Really? It's really good. Yeah. Oh, I gotta look for that. I've never, I've never heard that. Yeah, that one you'll look yeah. for. Uh, that one I'll look for. Yeah, fuck that Gene Kelly song in Xanatu. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's really impressive, Abby. Like... Did you see? He's a man. But even though it was written in 1787, it was not published until 1827, years after Mozart's death in 1791. And why is that? It took that long to copy the music. <laughs> <laughs> Month, three months lost their vision. Well, it wasn't like, from what they can ascertain, he didn't do this for a commission or anything. He just happened to write this piece. He was just bored one day. I guess so. He's a genius, you know. Taking a poop. No, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm singing Baby Shark. Do, 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 do. This shit. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so happy birthday to Ina Kleiner Nacht Music. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Anna. But anyway, for our last bit of Today in History, this serial killer was arrested today in 1977. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Nope. Jeffrey Dahmer. He pled guilty he to eight shootings, uh, killing six and wounding seven. The son of Sam. The son of the Sam. The son of Sam. And his name is? Sam. Uh, no, David Berkowitz. David, David Berkowitz. Berkowitz is correct. Do you know he initially claimed that he was obeying the orders of a demon which manifested itself in his neighbor's door oh, named right. Sam, or his neighbor was named Sam. But then he later on said it was a hoax, that he made that shit up. But then in the 90s, he said that he was a member of a satanic cult that orchestrated the incidents as ritual murders. And there are police, and I think we may have discussed this before, there are police, and there's a whole book about this case Oh, there that are many postulates books about this that, yeah, that David Berkowitz was not the sole killer in those cases. I remember that's, the, yeah, the fear. They, 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 yeah. I had a teenage sister with long hair, and I remember the fear. Uh, we we lived in Mineola, which is it was enough to, to relate some fear. And uh, but yeah, I she was afraid. Everybody was afraid that the summer of Sam. This, yeah, yeah, everyone was crazy about what was going on because they came one after the other. They were right. they were they seemed to be really fast and the same mo. Yeah, don't sit in the side of the car. Right, don't sit on the side of the road. It, uh, yeah, and I remember I was at my I was at my friend's house. It was me and him and these two girls, and we were drinking beers. We were like what fifteen years old, and all of a sudden we put the TV on. They're announcing that they arrested the son of Sam Killer. We were like, "What? You gotta be kidding! Gonna believe it!" Right, it's a total flip out. Yeah, but that happened today, back in nineteen seventy seven. He was arrested today. I wasn't even yep. glimmer in my parents' eye yet. I was fifteen years old. What year were you born? Eighty three. Eighty three. Oh my God! Eighty three. I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> And yet here I sit. And yet here you sit. (laughs) (laughs) With the two old friends. Friends of the old two old potters. 
<laughs> and I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I miss you guys so much. Girl, we miss you too, hon. So glad you came tonight. I'm really glad I came too. How's the brute? Well, we're gonna save that for her segment. I didn't realize we'll you got a segment. Well, yeah, she, I've been asking. She'll, she'll get her own segment. Okay. She'll get her own segment. Okay. But first, we have another you segment to go into first, which is. What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is it? Yes, it's time for What Day Is It? Today is the feast day of St. Blaine. Get out of town. There's a St. Blaine? Yes, that's why I listed this. What I is, was like, well, there's a St. Blaine. What did St. Blaine, what does he, yeah, well, he represent? Do? Well, he really was not known for much. He, he was in the early 400s. He died. They don't know when he was born. He died in 590 A.D. Where? where? He was born on the Scottish island of Bute. B-U-T-E. He became a monk in Ireland, and then he went to Scotland, and eventually was a bishop among the Picts. I wonder if he was one of the three who went blind doing the sheet music for Mozart. <laughs> No, I don't think so. All right, so this is some shepherd dude from from Butt. Yeah, and he became a monk and went over to Scotland and administered to the Picts. To the Picts. Yes. And and the Picts were... A tribe of people living in northern Scotland. Okay. This is like the year 10 or some shit? Uh, well, like I said, it's in the late 400s, the 500s. Like he died in 590 AD. All right. But there are only there are several miracles related to him. The only ones I could find any information about was that he restored a dead boy to life. Okay. And that on several occasions he produced faint fire from his fingertips. Okay, so hold on. Okay. <laughs> this guy from Scotland Scotland named Blaine. Blaine. Brings a little boy back to life. Yes. And shoots flame from his fingertips. Mm -hmm. And the Catholic Church has a problem with gay people, but they have St. Blaine, who's a pedophile flamer. He's got an enemy flames right out of his fingertips. Literal flame. Literal flames. Literal flamer. And why did he bring that boy back? I, I have no information. Of course you can we always, know why. You can only stop. We know why. Stop. Stop. Oh, my God. I'm just saying the gays go way back. But anyway, here's to Happy St. Blaine Day. No, I ain't toasting Blaine. Blaine. I want to say Blaine. Blaine. That's not a saint. That's an appliance. <laughs> Lane. I wonder how many, like, you gotta be Blaine? Really fucking Catholic to know about St. Blaine. St. Blaine. Also pronounced St. Blonde. So pronounced spelled B L A A N. But everyone lists him in the, most of the books as St. Right. Blaine. <laughs> so I had to take note of that. Well, of two course. A's together is a long A, right? Isn't it? Like grammatically? You put two A's together. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I guess you could. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The guy is not coming back to correct us. So no, he's it's, not. It's okay. Not that we know of anyway. I know, You right? may get a visitation from St. Blaine oh, tonight fuck. now. That would be actually really awesome. I'd be back here next week. Be like, guys, listen. <laughs> I met the saint named Blaine. And he said it's Blaine, not Blonde. But he really likes to be called Jim. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Anyway... How about a little round of Get the Guests? How about that? How about a little game of Get the Guests? Yes, it's time to play Get the Guests. Now that we guest. have a guest Ooh, tonight. 
how long has that been in queue? <laughs> I can't wait for someone to stop by. No, no, I, no. You're, I think no. You're the second guest we we've had since we uh, played that you one. You mean the first one? The first one was Ernie. No, no. You mean I'm the first. You're one. the first woman guest oh, to have heard that. I'm the first woman to step into this house <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, anyway, no. Actually, I really think I might have been the first woman to step into this house. <laughs> That's probably true. You probably were the first. So what? Tell what is your history? We Kristen met, and I know yeah, each other since eighteen years now. Uh, we met assassins. Yep, right? at a uh, cultural arts actually, playhouse. And Huther, whose wedding you went to, yes. was the director yes. of that. But we actually, Frank and I, went to go see assassins, and we ran into Patrick and Steven. Right, right. I think that's what we were like. We Frank and I were seeing something in the city. Now, were you work? Did you there. work on Cabaret? Yes. Okay, so I think we it may have been through Cabaret then. No, it was no. We met assassins. For okay, sure. was assassins? Yeah, I saw him right because. Assassins was the first show I did at Cab. Yes, and then it Cabaret, Cabaret was the second one. Yeah, the great weekends. Yeah, I mean, you and I just we like, go way back. We go way back. But, yep. But in the word theater, yes. theater, yes. Okay. Yep. Yes, I used to go clean their house too, their apartment. Yep. We used to, yeah, we used to hire Kristen to clean, come clean our apartment once a week because we were lazy yeah. slobs. Now, did you know Frank? <laughs> Yes, yes, we knew Frank at the same time. Yeah, Frank fr- was in Assassins. Yeah, so you knew- I basically knew them when they were kids. Before, before yeah. they were, <laughs> I was you know? I was 22 when we met. Yeah, okay. right? Well, that's a kid, right? But you know that now. Yes, yes. 22 as a kid. But yeah, no, I was. I met Frank when I was 20. I turned 21 a month after, and then was away at school, and when I came back is when there was Assassins. Right, okay. Five. All right, so you've been there a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. The, the three of you together, all right. Yeah, a long time, a long time. So, Kristen. Yes. Comedy. Why comedy? Why now? Oh, God. I get, I get asked that question a lot, actually. <laughs> um, I have to say, yeah. I'm one of what... Can Cannot be a few people who find it coming out of nowhere. The stand-up comedy. You know what? You're not... some people, yes. That I had some woman who was like, I would never peg you as a comic. Oh, no, that's not what I mean. Oh. I mean, I, it, 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 um, the personality type yeah. just doesn't seem to, to, to gel with the stand-up comedy. Oh, no. I don't know what kind of comedy you do, I am though. excellent. I'm not going to lie. Not, I mean, not to pat myself on the back or beat. So tell me, what's your act? i got to come see it. Yeah. How else are you I need tell the, I what's need your the act? Audience. I, need the I know, audience. of course you do. She doesn't go juggling. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 uh, uh, yeah, like, are you angry <laughs> Italian housewife? No, are you I'm, mommy I'm, of three? Are you... Yes, I have a lot of mom jokes. I have a lot of jokes about my kids. I have jokes about work. I do jokes. I'm kind of clean. I, I try and stay on the clean side. I'm not telling fucking blowjob jokes. Okay. Nobody wants to hear a fat woman on stage. So blowjob jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't tell pussy jokes. I don't tell that kind of stuff. I'm on the cleaner side. Okay. But comedy. So I love performing. You guys know. We know that. Um, but I have really bad stage fright singing by myself in front of people. Yeah. And I said, I really wanted to get on stage and do something by myself. What could I try doing where I'm not going to freak out? I'm like, you know, I, I tend to make people laugh when I'm not trying to. So I took a stand-up class to learn how to, like, structure jokes and went on. It went okay. So I stopped doing it for a while. And then about two months ago, I went to an open mic night. They absolutely loved me. They asked me to come back and host. So I've been doing that Mondays, hosting. That's awesome. And doing That's awesome. shows and going to other open mic nights and meeting a lot of people. And hosting is a whole separate skill. It's It took a few shows to get it down, but I think I think I got it. You know, it's especially when it's at a bar. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's an open mic at a bar on a Monday night. 
night. But yeah, no, it's I I so like, like I finally found my performance. Cool. Good for you. You yeah. found your calling. I did. Yeah, I really. You know. Well, good. But it sounds like you didn't expect it either. You were more looking for something I, to do. I didn't. I never considered comedy as like an art form or like a performance. Like I knew comedians were funny, but I never considered like how or why how that kind of performance would make you feel. And like when you're up on stage and people are laughing at your jokes and like it's just it's a it's it's like performance. You know what I mean? When you have people cheering for you, it's awesome. That that. Telling your own personal jokes, you alone at a microphone in front of a brick wall, and having people laughing, I think is a whole lot different than playing third girl on the left, making well, a pretty star yeah. in the choreography. But when I was third girl on the left with the, you know, holding the star, I'd be looking at the girl singing, you know, feature role, being right, like, I what, wish I could do that. That's what I want to do. I didn't want to be, uh, right. you know? Yeah. And you know what? There's, uh, I'm not, I would kill in any musical I've ever done to have more of a experienced chorus in the group. Somebody right. who knows how to do six numbers in a night and change clothes in between and not be boring on stage. And how did, like, that's a, again an entirely separate skill set. Of course. The, 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 you know, the girl who sings Reno up in front, right. you know, she got the voice and she's doing it, she got that hood or whatever, but I need something like that in the right. back. You know, it's a, it's a skill. Yeah. Well, it's, I did that. I danced for years and, like, I love dancing, but it's not the same as. Getting laughs. And being alone on stage. Of course. Once you get a laugh, it's hard to. Well, that's what the first open mic night, I was like, I made a group of strangers. I went by myself, made a group of strangers laugh, and it was pretty awesome. Well, cool. Good for you. Now, being that you're in a field of entertainment that is dominated by men, have you encountered any difficulties as a woman comedian? So many stupid male comics tell fat jokes like fat women and it's always the same okay it's always like why do we have fat women for no it's not like anyone wants to fuck them but they do give good head like stupid shit like that okay you're yeah. like what the fuck like, that's not even on. funny it's not funny and i go up there and i roast roast the male comics yeah i'm about to say i hope you get back at these oh, guys yeah. oh yeah we'll roast them <laughs> um but i mean that's Male comics are one in a million. You know what I mean? So I put put people in the place all the time. No, you. No, I know. I know. <laughs> really? I find that I hard know, to believe. I know. My I know. God. But Kristen Denko plots. <laughs> I don't let anybody, anybody fuck around. I don't care. <laughs> Now, have you had to deal with any hecklers or unruly customers? Not really unruly. No, no, not really. It's all people who are like, yay. Okay. It's like a surgical assistant joke. So people are always like, I work in the operating room. Yeah. But nothing, nothing. Do you yet. engage with them? So, yeah. You talk back to them? Yeah. You would have, like, 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 it's just, that's in your personality. Oh, yeah. Is oh, to talk back to that person. Oh, yeah. I talk back. I talk back and make jokes all the time. Roast people. Now, have you had family come down yet to the shows? No, actually. Okay, because I was going to ask, if you're making jokes about being a mom and I stuff do, like and that. I I make fun of my mom. You, I was going to say, has your mom like been there, like you made a mom joke about her? I and... have two jokes about my mom. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a trillion I could pick from. But, uh, no, she's, well, she doesn't like to go out because she had the stroke, so it's hard for her to get around. Okay. She's seen my video. She saw it, like, me on YouTube. And then my brother others could care less what the fuck I'm doing. It won't be until I have my own special on Netflix that they'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot we had a sister. <laughs> she looks familiar yeah, to me. Oh. Right. And then they'll ask me for money. <laughs> and I'm a sucker. So I'd be like, okay. Yeah, they'll get it. There you go. Quick about your kids. Yeah. Oh, what about my kids? Tell me your kids. 
their ages? What are okay, they? What do Juliana they do? is 11. She'll be 12 in October. Juliana, I know from like crawling. Yes. No, she's going to be in seventh grade. Yep. Okay, uh, go ahead. She's like a full grown person. Bennett is seventh grade. seven. He's going to, he's go- going to turn eight in October. He's going to third grade. Oh, okay. And then Evan, the youngest, he'll, he's six and he is going into first grade. Nice. So they're all out all day. They're all at school finally. All day. day. Okay. All day. <laughs> Somebody tells me you enjoy that. I know, yes, but now I need to go back to working full time, nah. which is fine. I want to work. I need to make some money. Well, how much? How, how you doing money wise with this so far with the comedy thing? I got paid for it, so that that's, makes that's an important thing. Comedy. Yes, it, it does. Mean that much, but still, I got paid. A professional comic. Yeah, I got paid the last show I did. Good for you. Well, it's so new to you still, anyway. Yeah. And it's all like, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, word of mouth. It's it's your reputation. It's people talking about you, and that's how clubs book you, and that's how people know 100%. you. It's all being about uh, that networking that happens in there. Because the guy who fails is three times as funny as Richard Pryor ever could have been. But, right. it, you know what I mean? It's a, That has a lot to do with it. And you're good at that idea. Yeah. How do you do with, like, other school moms? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any good Karen stories? I love a Karen story. I know. I, I try and stay away from any mom drama. <laughs> I, I, like, do bare minimum with the school just because I don't. It's a lot. You know what? Other people's parenting pisses me off. Just because there, everyone tends to be very judgmental, like all the time. Like, don't judge me how you raise my kids. It is what it is. And like, but no, no good Karen stories. Okay. Have okay. you have you had a have you had a show yet where you bombed? No. Really? Okay. That's a good sign then. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good. I always have everyone's attention, which is good. Okay. Like, I look at when other comics are up with the audience is doing. A lot of people will be on their phones. Like someone's TikTok went off in the middle of someone's set. Like mm-hmm. we're watching TikToks. And when I'm up there, I can see everyone's face. So, like, that's a good sign. And everyone's always laughing. Everyone has a good time. Yeah. Working out so far. Watch out. <laughs> next show, I'm going to bomb. <laughs> there, are people, there are people who will tell you, you're not a professional until you bomb. I that's know. true. I know. That, and, true and too. I that know. has to be part Listen, of it. Listen, I'm prepared for it. Good for you. I you know it's going it. to happen. I know it's going to happen. But you know what? It, I might have bombed and just not even realized it. You know what I mean? Because I don't I am. I love being up there so much that I don't care, you know, if you're laughing at me or not. Okay. Very cool, hon. Good for you. Yeah. Tell us again. August 20th. Yes, what are your performance 20th. dates? August 20th at Governor's in Levittown. In Levittown. So, so So let's do the math. Hold on. Yes. They, people will hear it's this. 10 when, days from now. But, but it's but they're not hearing that. It'll be eight days from Friday when this podcast eight days, gets released. Eight days from Friday. Yes. Eight days it's from on a Saturday, the 20th. Yes. All right, the 20th. It's a week and a half. Governor's in Levittown. Yep. Yeah. What time are you going on? Do you know? 7.30. Well, I don't know. It starts at 7.30. Okay. All right. Good for you. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> Slay them. Thanks. <laughs> and lastly, usually our guests are, act- are asked the questions by Bernard Vivo, the five questions... But we asked Barbara Walters' question instead. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? (laughs) We're apparently very serious about this. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) A tree. A tree. What kind of tree would you be? Do you want a flower? Do you want to be... I mean, I want to be funny and be like a pine tree so that people only decorate me once a year. (laughs) Like me, the the bigger you are, the better you are, you know? (laughs) 
But maybe a cherry blossom. Ooh. I like that they that when they bloom, they're beautiful, but they only bloom for a short amount of time. Okay. You like that shooting star quality yeah. to them? They're just there for a bit and they're gone. Right? That's the white, right? Big white trees. White and pink. White yep. and pink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yes, they are. Big deal in Washington, D.C. come April. Yes. And it's all over the floor. You're supposed to go, because uh, Japan, what was this? Japan made a gift of X number of cherry trees that they plant. I think, am I right? Am I telling the right story? That they planted throughout Washington, D.C.? Right. And every year they all bloom. Yes. At the same time. And yep. it's usually in April when cherry blossoms bloom. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it's a spectacular sight from what I understand. Yeah. That was my contribution to the last 10 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I will have to go check it out. Uh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. What's next? Next, we take a look into my briefs. Sound That's a sound effect I insisted <laughs> that on. That was actually me taking a look at his roots right now. <laughs> anyone, listening? anyone listening? <laughs> she, she's hit every one of them, Patrick. Well, we got a lot to talk about in looking to my briefs tonight. Okay. And most of it involves a certain former president. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, oh, first of, took a turn for left. Well, it never yes. stops. Okay. It never stops. Well, the first thing is, in case you didn't hear the news today, Trump was deposed by 12 <laughs> attorneys in a probe by the New York State Attorney General concerning his properties and his his maybe possible overvaluation of the properties. And Trump took the Fifth Amendment during the deposition. Okay, so it was 12 lawyers, Mm -hmm. 12 states' attorneys. Yep. Including, and a court reporter, Uh takes down all the testimony, including the Attorney General of the State of New York. Yep, Letitia James. Okay. And he, for Four hours. Yes, four hours. He was four there. hours. Uh-huh. Twelve high-powered. Is there any more high-powered attorney than the state attorney? I would, you know, what yeah, I'm saying. Right, right, I would right, erupt yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. The Fifth Amendment. The entire time. The entire time. So you're mad because he. I'm took saying the right that, it, that he has in court. Well, that's something I wanted to bring up because you know what I mean? people automatically think, oh, he took the fifth. That means he's guilty. No. And Donald Trump himself has criticized people for taking the fifth. He's like, that's what the mob does. It's disgraceful. And all this crap. And here he is taking the Fifth Amendment four or five hours. Uh, now, generally speaking, yeah. the Fifth Amendment right, when we talk about the Fifth Amendment, it's the right to protect yourself against self-incrimination is one of the things. And that's basically that you're not being forced to testify against yourself as a witness in which you are a defendant in a criminal case. Because what you may have to say may not be criminal, right. but it could be used against you in a criminal trial. Right. So that is why people will generally invoke the Fifth Amendment. Right. That is generally speaking. In this specific case of Donald Trump, why? I think there's a really good reason why he's invoking the Fifth Amendment. Okay. And it's... I think it's because he is hiding criminal activity. All right, but either way, he still has the right to plead the Fifth and not incriminate himself. Yes, he does. So he does. He get, actually he has that right. Yeah, you, know, you can't get mad at him. I don't think right. anyone's mad at him. I think everyone's kind of just pleasantly surprised at this happening, well, you know? Because it's like, sure. oh, you were the one criticizing other people for doing it. Now you're the one doing it. I, I I criticize people for running red lights, and I've done that before. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> life-changing moment. No, Kristen. it's yeah, it's just. What we're going to talk about is the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago and what happened. First, there needs to be some background to it. Because earlier this year, the government authorities retrieved retrieved 15 boxes of documents 
from Mar-a-Lago. So this wasn't unprecedented. But then, there seems to have been now, as we discovered today, an informant who notified the government that Trump still had documents and where those documents were in Mar-a-Lago. Can I ask a question? Yes. The 15 boxes originally. Yes. How did they find out about those if they're not an informant? Those, I just think, I don't know how they knew, but they knew that there were these 15 boxes there. So, so it he, was, I don't think it was a big secret. He turned over the 15 boxes. Yes, he did. And then now there's a new informant who is telling you what and where. Yes. In, in Mar-a-Lago. these documents are. So the FBI goes and now the, this now, is going what to happens the top is, of the FBI. FBI. Well, exactly. First, it goes through, it's got to go through all the channels within the FBI. Right. And then it has to probably go through the Justice Department. Well, then through all their channels. And, and more than likely, with a case of this nature involving a former president, it probably went to Attorney General Merrick Garland. Right. It had. And he signed off on this. But he didn't sign off on it. What he signed off on was the FBI to the going to the court, the court to apply for a search warrant. So they this wasn't like some surprise raid at 6 in the morning. This was, well, they went was. to his house at 10 in the morning and served a search warrant on the, on the house. This wasn't a surprise. And when they went to this judge, in order to get that search warrant, they have to prove probable cause. Which means that based on the arguments they made to the judge, they're arguing, we need to search for these items because we think that either one, a crime has been committed, or two, a crime is being committed. And a judge has to sign off on that. Yes. That's what they need to basically for probable cause. And then and they so a judge schedule. said, yes, you have satisfied the probable cause requirement. Here is your search warrant. What level of judge is this? It was a federal magistrate. I'm not really sure what the level is in the hierarchy, but it was it's characterized I, from what the news reports I read were they called it a federal magistrate. Of that's interesting. I don't know what magistrate means, how that differs from things like judge. It's just probably the name of the office, whatever particular reason. Okay. So what they, is the judge? So then they, like I said, they got their search warrant, it was approved by the judge, and then they went to Mar-a-Lago and served it. Now, I want to go two interesting things. Okay. okay. Who is the head of the FBI right now? The same guy it was under Trump at the end of his term. Why is he there? Because Biden left him in there. And who is the judge? Plus, I think ordinarily they serve like seven years Office, Makes no I difference. Think, he got rid of he got rid of Comey. Yeah, via via CNN. Right. Who is the judge who said yes? You you've proved me right, and you can do this. I don't know the judge's well, name. Proved. From what I read of his background, he has donated money to both Democratic and Republican candidates. Do you know who appointed him to his position? Um, I think it was Obama. I think it was Donald Trump. No, it was Donald Trump. Why do you think it was Donald Trump? Because I was told. By people that it was Donald Trump. Okay, I had read that he was appointed by Obama. Could you go ahead and could you go ahead and, and Google Web it? Not right now, because it'll take too long to look for that. Because I'll, I'll come Google up with it. like twenty thousand articles on that. <laughs> you know. Anyway, so basically, like I said, this wasn't like some random. Hey, let's go raid Trump's place. See if there's anything there we can find for anything. They could pretty much yeah. prove it. The FBI said we prove it. Right. Well, the problem is that we well, don't they, know. They said we might be able to prove it. We have to go get more evidence. Well, he said, number one, we don't know exactly what they're searching for for what criminal investigation. 
Right. Is it related to just his keeping of these documents? Is it related to the fake elector scheme? Is it related to the 1-6 insurrection? We don't know. The search warrant contents, the FBI, by law, cannot reveal them. But he Donald, has to, yeah. But Donald Trump can reveal them. And so far, he has not revealed them. All he said is, oh, they broke into my safe. We don't know for sure that he broke into his safe. There are reports, yes, that they did. Oh, they broke into that safe. But we don't know what they took. We don't know what they were looking for. Like I said, Donald Trump is the only person who can tell the public what is in that search warrant. But he's not going to. You know he's not going to. So what makes it worse is all this, the irony, is that in 2018, Trump signed a law that increased the penalty for the unauthorized possession of confidential documents. Well, that was in anticipation of jail her now, put her in jail. Yeah. Which, uh, 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 well, this was in 2018 when the law was passed. Yeah. Right. But, but, yes, but he had done this, the 2016 election by saying jail her now. What, what yeah. did they say? Uh, put her. The anti- what, they, lock her up. Lock, lock her up. It was lock her up. Okay. So he did that in anticipation of being able to then charge her or charge them with more... Well, he said it's now, it, it was a misdemeanor. It's now a felony. Before the sentence was one year in prison, now it's up to five years in prison. So he could be hoisted on his own petard. <laughs> but anyway, this leads us right into our next segment. Welcome to the Week in Fascism! <laughs> And continuing on from this discussion of the whole Mar-a-Lago search is has been the reaction to this whole thing. And if you've heard any of the politicians or pundits, you would think that a major crime was committed, that a war was about to start, because that's what they're talking about. The New York Young Republicans, they issued a statement calling for the total disintegration of the FBI and for mass arrests. Everyone involved in the persecution of Trump should be detained and habeas corpus should be suspended in order to secure our republic from insidious monsters that have wrenched it from the American people's control. Okay, hold on. Where did you get that? I forget what new site. Probably dailycost.com. It is. And then, of course, there's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Her reaction, of course, this is the rogue behavior of communist countries, not the USA. These are the type of things that uh, happen in countries during a civil war. Then later on, she said, what is happening will not be tolerated. We are coming. And then later tweeted to, def- to defund the FBI. Representative Paul Gosar, the one who's hated by his whole family, he wrote that we must destroy the FBI. Florida... Republican state legislature and congressional candidate Anthony Sabatini tweeted, It's time for us in the Florida legislature to call an emergency session and amend our laws regarding federal agencies. Sever all ties to the Department of Justice immediately. Any FBI agent conducting law enforcement functions outside the purview of our state should be arrested upon sight. This shit goes on and on, all these quotes. The worst ones are all the trolls online who like to comment and shit, Uh. and the stuff that they have said. They're like, civil war, pick up arms, people. The FBI just declared war on the Republic. Treat them accordingly. I already bought my ammo. Civil War 2.0 just kicked off. Lock and load. Let history show that Biden and his DOJ drew first blood with this raid on Mar-a-Lago. FBI is headed by Jews. I warned you about these 
these demons. And lastly, it's going to be wonderful to see FBI agents get killed in the future. This is the reaction. I have a take. Okay. It's, there's her and her rants. Who? Who her? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, Green. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay. There's her and her rants, mm -hmm. and then there's how I respond. Right. I think the woman is out of her fucking mind. She is. Is she not the woman who just said that you should be able to pass a Bible test, or is that the other one? It could have been with the other one, Lauren Boebert, either one of them. They're interchangeable as far as Okay. <laughs> While I've interrupted you. But she's the one who talked about Jewish space lasers some months ago. The judge. West oh. Palm Beach. Oh, back on the other, he's back on the other case again. Jesus. Yes, and it's, I'm interrupting you because yes, I'm right. Yes, you are. West Palm Beach attorney Bruce Reinhardt appointed U.S. magistrate on March 15th, 2018. Ooh, is the date of the Trump. article. So it's a Trump appointee. Okay. Now you know. Now I know. Thank you for sharing that tidbit of information. If you thought about what was happening right now, you'd get it and appreciate it, but you're too busy being a dick. Well, yeah. Okay. I'm really good at that. <laughs> and also, I think the anti-Trump thing is coming down. The anti-Trump stuff is coming down a little heavy on our guests. I believe. Well, I didn't just happen that she happened to show up on this night during this week where all this I shit is happening. I know you don't have any democratic reactions to it. No, there really hasn't been much reaction from them. They're well, no, the, the general reaction is no man is above the law. Nancy Pelosi said that. Uh, uh, and that applies to former presidents. It applied to I, Richard Nixon. Listen, I agree. I agree. I 100% I agree. Let's put it this, let's put it this way. Oh, wait, well, hold on. I've heard enough of you. Well, no, 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 I'm going to give you some more information. No, 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 no. During the Trump presidency, See, his, administration, his administration referred 334 leaks of classified information to the Justice Department for criminal investigation. Oh, my God. So he and most of those were about disclosures concerning Trump or Russia or both. Okay. So he authorized all that. Now, in the meantime, let's not forget a certain first lady and senator from New York. And she wasn't just investigated by the FBI for the improper use of a private mail server for sending classified information. She was investigated by the FBI, the Department of Justice Inspector General's Office, the State Department, and the House Select Committee on Benghazi. She testified truthfully, never invoked the Fifth Amendment once. But everyone's like, lock her up, send her to jail, do this, do that to her. It's not everybody. But now we get some president who we know has taken classified documents, secreted them somewhere. Okay. But no, that's a heinous crime that we went to his house to get these documents. Can you take a breath for a fucking second? Now I can. Okay. Yeah, please. Uh, that was too much. I would say... I'm an attorney. What do did you, you expect? Uh, with a little respect. Yeah, I have a heart attack. Yeah. That yeah. happen. I'm off duty. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I... Like yes, yeah, so when Kristen's not making people laugh, she's a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> and has an opinion of her own which may not be the same as yours and that well, was a little like 16th century fucking Salem right there yeah I think no I, I find it actually really funny because it's not I mean people are all up in arms right like heated heated heart attack style heated over it and I don't really give a fuck whether he goes to jail or not that has nothing to do with my life <coughs> but there are plenty of people out there who do give a fuck about of it of course and now they're ready to take up arms about Listen, it Listen, nobody's taking up arms. They're just talking shit. They already took up arms. All right, but I'm just saying, they're not... It's And this, people who are really into politics is such a small fraction of people that live in the United States. There's some people you can ask them who the president is. They have no idea. Oh, God. Who's the vice president? They have no idea. That's, this is another rabbit hole. But them. this is another rabbit hole.
fall. I fall down over and over and over again. I love Karens. Okay. Okay. Karens and Karen videos. Yes. Forever. All I right. will watch them six o'clock in the morning. I'm still watching fucking Karen videos. Okay. And the other one is this thing that you just said. Well, did why did I stop you? Oh, Politics. fuck me. Oh. No. Oh, not no. Question on the street, right? Oh, the, the question people, on the street people. guy. Yeah. There's a couple of comedians who did this and did a guy who does it now for Comedy Central, and it is embarrassing. It's terrible. I mean, people. They somebody asked, "What's Obama's first name?" And people people go, "Is it Care?" Like people have no idea, no <laughs> idea. So yes, that is that extreme. Yes, but I think you're getting worried over something that's like those people are extreme and stupid. The majority Here's of the, the problem. United States could give up about what's happening. But the problem is there are large pockets of the United States where they do give a fuck. Of course. And like this past week in their Republican primaries, they elected people who denied the election results, who want to overrule the 2020 election results. Okay, but regardless of how... Which, so it's not just some small minority. Way. This is a significant vocal group of course. that is in charge of, in control of large swaths and there of this is, country. There is a they cannot be ignored. There's a significant Nobody's group of people that go speak. the other way. You know what I mean? There's there's groups of those of people of opposite ends all over the place. But it's the people who are in the middle that kind of understand both sides that are keeping things fucking well, online that's, right now. That's that's the sweet spot. Yes. Is that I have this theory, which is not mine, but it's a theory that I subscribe to, and it describes specifically Nazi Germany. Okay. And what Nazi Germany was was a third of the people yeah. watching another third of the people uh-huh. destroy the other third of people. Right. Okay. So uh, if you, there's at least a third, and consistently thirty nine percent, thirty two percent, thirty of of the population who will die on that map. Right. Okay. Who will it was stolen? Okay. So there are a third of people who who are going to go there. Right. There's that third of people who pretty much are like no. No, stop warning. Okay, and there's that that other third that you got to try and get, right? Because they go either way. And I, I I have to believe in my heart, from where I sit, and my my feelings for you, that you are in that third that you have to get. You know what I'm saying? You're not going. Are you planning to vote? Would you vote for him again? No. Okay. No. Are you saying that just because? No, 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 I'm not. No. Okay. I can understand. I can even go as far as understanding the foreign policy thing, the America First thing, the you know the whole thing about well that theory if it goes the right way if you if you use it the you right. know I, I i can understand that i'm saying i'm trying to i'm trying to be the mediator here i just it's is that a middle child thing i don't know, I don't know. maybe middle child well it's interesting you're the youngest right Matt? he's yep. the young yeah, oh god he is too. he is uh-huh. are you the youngest yeah yeah the fucking comedian <laughs> anyway one last story yeah, okay. under this segment yeah. and that's the story of the trump toilet and the photographs well now you had an interesting well, take on yes it. i did that's why i'm bringing it up because as much as I want to see Trump go to jail and be punished for his crimes. Do it with stronger evidence than this bullshit that this reporter Maggie Haberman is pushing. She has this book coming out about Trump. Now previously we've already heard that he flushed documents down the toilet on a regular basis and stuff. Well he's known to do right. And now she's coming out with this book and she's reiterating that again. And I guess Trump said denied it or whatever or said something about it. So then she produces these two photos of these toilets with torn up paper on some of them you can read the words some of them you can't and she claims that these are photographs of a toilet I think on Air Force One or something or in the White House that 
Trump used, and the other one was a photograph from a foreign country, a, a toilet in a foreign country. Now, I looked at all the reports of this on the news yeah. to see who took these photographs. Because I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck takes photographs of shit being flushed down the toilet? Right. Doesn't make sense to me. In none of these reports do they cite who took the photographs. They cite a White House source, anonymous source, right. saying what's in the photograph, but not who took these photographs. So I, and I'm like, as a lawyer, when you produce something for evidence, a document, a photograph, you have to authenticate that photograph or document. You have to say, you know, where did you get it from? Right. Who took the photograph, if you know? When did they take the photograph? Right. You know, who did the document, who wrote this document? Who did they give the document? To. And so far, I've seen no authentication of these photographs. Now, do I think Trump still flushed these documents down the toilet? Yes, I do. Well, I think you he has a reputation for that. You a fucking paper towel down the toilet. You think he's flushing papers down the toilet? Well, I never said he was the brightest man in the world who knows how plumbing works. Yeah, I'm sure he knows how plumbing this works. Is, this is the man who thinks that windmills, that the air, that the windmills cause cancer. The wind power windmills, he thinks they cause cancer. So, and, and considering what he said about vaccine and about all the things he said about what to take besides the vaccine. Yes, I can believe that he thought he could flush documents down the toilet. I don't think so. This is not the brightest bulb in the pack. I think he knows better. But I think these photographs, it's like, you just, to me, in my eyes, you cast doubt on this. To everyone else, it seems, it's like, oh, this confirms it. But I'm thinking as an attorney, I'm like, no, you haven't confirmed anything for me. So it's like, don't believe everything you see and read. Authenticate it. Look for the original sources of these things, you know? Right. Before you say, oh, that's it. That confirms it. That's very open-minded and nonpartisan of you. It's the honest way of looking at it, you know? Right. All the things that I bring up, whether it be the news or the history, whatever it is, I make sure I have some basis for what I'm saying, you know? That there is a basis for it. It's not just fabricated or bullshit. Well, except the thing about the judge who was appointed by yeah. Trump. Uh. I didn't make up anything. I just didn't have that information. You, did, you said he was appointed by Obama. I thought he was appointed by Obama, like he was whatever. A, he was 150% appointed by Obama. by Obama. I read it on the internet. <laughs> I hate you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't you have somewhere to go? Uh, <laughs> anyway, we now move on to our next segment, but not our last. All right. But not how our many, last. How many segments are there's there? Like, there's quite a few yet. There's like twenty. <laughs> All right, I'm here for no, it. No, this shit goes on. Let's do it. Come on. What's the next one? This next segment is we like to watch. We're watching you, watching you, watching you, watching you. That's a good cue, okay, right? Yeah. That, like that? That's yeah. that's a good cue. So, Tomas, yeah. what have you watched this week? Well, I am going to say I watched the Janet Jackson biography on television. Did you? And how was it? It was fantastic. <laughs> I am a very big fan of Janet Jackson anyway. Right. She's beautiful. She's talented. I love that little squeaky voice of hers. She's sexy. I think I have it. And I enjoyed thoroughly this uh, short series of Janet Jackson. And it was, it started from, you know, her growing up with the boys and the thing with the TV and the penny and then she, and then uh, control and, you know, and it was, it was, she was on it and I loved it. That's what I watched this week. That's the only thing (laughs) I watched this week. Really? Nothing else? Nothing. (laughs) Not a single thing. I watched it seven times. Wow. Yes. Really yes, good. that's All a real, right. truly yeah. devoted fan. Seriously? Yes, <laughs> yes. And we'll explain this to you. And we should explain it to the people, but we'll see what happens <laughs> uh, by Friday. 
I can explain what happened. We'll do it later. No, I'll do it right now. No, because you're going to cut it. And no, I want I'm to going to keep in. it because you're right at the top of the segment, so I'll be keeping this. But what happened was last week, in uh, way we did like we like to watch, and Tommy talked about the Janet Jackson special near the end of the segment. Okay. After he talked about some other shows that he had seen. So I had gotten my allotted time. But anyway, uh, the podcast ran long, and I had to, ed- to edit it. And I had to make certain decisions about what to keep and what to take out. I took out whole segments that, that were in there. I took out parts of segments. And Janet last Jackson. week, I took out Tommy's segment on the Janet Jackson. He took out Janet Jackson. And what did he leave in there? What did he leave? On one of those fucking things that people go and poop during, like, like happy birthday or some shit. Okay? He did this happy birthday about this woman, and he tells me right off the top, you're never going to know who she is. Oh, Connie Converse. Connie Con- Do you know who Connie Converse is? Folk singer mysteriously disappeared. Nope. <laughs> he, he delivered it in such a way that by the the end of it, I fucking hated Connie. <laughs> he was so pompous, and I he knows, and I don't, and, and I'm going to no, no, no. And he kept the story in. He took out Janet Jackson. <laughs> but you don't call yourself a gay nothing <laughs> if you leave Connie Converse and cut Janet Jackson. You got to prove. It. I told him he was called up in front of council. <laughs> they want to talk to him. Yeah, that's that's like a notch. I down. turned him in. Yes, and so. This week, I watched Janet Jackson. Well, thank you for sharing. Thank you. And maybe this will help in your case against the council. (laughs) So, Kristen, did you watch anything new or exciting on TV, in the movies, on the Um, internet? I watched The Black Phone. The Black Phone? Never heard of that. Never heard of that either. Hey, horror movie. Really? On what channel or a service? Uh, See, I'm not a big fan of Netflix horror movies. Many of them are just very... Well, they don't only do their own horror movies. Was it their own horror movie? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. It's good. It's based on a book, I believe, about this kid who's abducted. He's got a phone that rings, and it's the other kids who had been abducted before him and died. Oh, wow. And communicate with him, and it's... If I explain it, it sounds really stupid. Okay. So you have to just kind of watch it. Okay. But it's good. It was good. It's a good oh, cool. Movie. That does sound yeah. good. That's on Netflix, you said? Netflix. Oh, and I've also been watching Cobra Kai. Like, oh, are you God. watching because it's coming. It's going to get released <laughs> in September. Have I'm, you watched it? No, I'm not, it not a fan of it. the best show on fucking television. It's the best show on television. Do <laughs> you know The Karate Kid, right? Yes. Do you know the movie? Yes, we do. Do you know all the movies or just the first one? Uh, just the first one. I know one. the first one. The second one, I didn't watch watch me after that. <laughs> so what have you watched? What did I watch? Even though I went away to a wedding this weekend, I actually watched plenty. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're so excited. Are yes. we? Okay. First, I watched this three-part docuseries on Netflix called Trainwreck, Woodstock 99. Was that good? It's excellent. Yeah. Okay. It is really good. Okay. I mean, I remember when that happened. I remember the last night of it when the fires started. Right. But I didn't know the whole story of it. And this covers the whole story. They interview the people who organized it, the people who worked at it, at it the people who attended it, the musicians. Right. Really, really well done. Uh, and, you know, they said, what caused this? Basically, they were they say greed caused this. Okay. Greed well, that's the same thing this. with that concert that was supposed to happen on that island. The fire Festival. Yeah. The fire Fest. Oh, the same yeah. thing. It became yeah. all about greed. Yeah. All about making the money. And, and unfortunately... Sometimes it works. 
And unfortunately, that was like the last Woodstock Festival. Nothing was right. done in 2019. Oh, yeah. Right? As far as I know, nothing was done yeah. in 2019. They should let Woodstock, excuse me, when 100 years comes, when 50 years comes, maybe. Well, the 2019 was 50 years. Yeah. Okay, well, then maybe we'll, wait for right? maybe we'll wait for 100. But, but the Woodstock Festival was one of those moments that was what it was. Yeah. And anything that you try, it's like Judy's concert in Carnegie Hall. Anything that tries to approach that or even commemorate it right. is going to come up short. That's why we hate, like, the Tonys and the Oscars every year, because they always try to make everything that they that the industry is so big and huge, and they always seem to fuck it up. Yep. You know what I mean? They always seem to make a fool out themselves. Yeah. And I think it's sort of the same thing here. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? And then I also watched another Netflix docuseries called Crime Scene, the Times Square Killer. Ah. You might know him better as the Torso Killer. Uh, these were crimes that occurred back in like 1976, 1977. I don't know these. They found these two prostitutes with their heads cut off and they were tortured and everything. And they found the bodies in some hotel in Times Square. And eventually they found two other prostitutes some weeks, months later. And eventually they caught the guy. And I think he actually may have killed more uh, more people besides these four. They but do. they haven't been able to prove anything at all. But that was really interesting because I. I remember that it was during the 70s and I was right. a teenager then so that was yeah. a really good documentary too I watched that's interesting what was it called? called Crime Scene The Times Square Killer I love serial killers I do I do too I have this thing the true crime I had the whole crime. thing well then you'll like the next thing I watched okay. also which was it's an anthology crime series on Netflix these are my favorite because you don't have to keep up it's called right. Web of Make Believe I don't like that uh, Death no. Lies and the Internet oh, oh. and it's about crimes Committed using the internet. Oh. We only watched one episode so far. Catwalk. And no, this is about this guy named Tyler Burris. Or oh, Barris. Oh, the, uh, the swatter. Yes. He would pull all these swatting pranks on yes. people. Yes. If you don't know what swatting is, he would basically phone the police and say, Hi, I'm a little girl. I'm being held hostage in this house. I'm at the address. Please come right away. Yeah, and then, and then they the send a whole team. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. video games, right? Like, yeah. Like video games. And at one point, because I think at one point he got arrested and he desisted for a while, but he was still known. Right. And these two gamers got into a thing with each other, and the one guy wanted to swat the other guy. So he contacted Tyler Barris to do it. But he gave Tyler Barris the wrong address. <gasps> so the SWAT police showed up at this wrong address, and a man got killed. <gasps> Fucked up. Yeah, that was fucked up. What are we wow. talking about? This series, yeah. this oh, anthology okay. crime yeah. series. What are we watching? Is that it's called World of Make, a Web of Make Believe, Death Lies, and the Internet. That would never interest wow. me, just by the title. Oh, see, that's... It's better than the title. Yeah. That was real. You know, I was like, like, this is the kind of show like this, and when I watched The Meanest Man on the Internet, or The Most Hated Man on yes. the Internet, oh, I yeah. felt like dirty afterwards. Yeah. I really did. I felt dirty watching these, because huh. it's just, they're just regular people right. doing these things. These aren't like arch criminals. Right. And, and it's like, like grimy. It's like grimy shit. Yeah. Oh, God, it's gross. 
Yeah, it's completely gross. That's right. why you feel like you need to shower yeah, after yeah. because yeah. it's just gross. Yep. The dregs. Yeah. So that's it for what I watched this week. Well, okay. Awesome. I think that was enough, right? Janet Jackson. <laughs> Janet Jackson. Maybe we'll even put her on the uh, on the podcast episode next week. Oh my God, I hope there's enough material about <laughs> Janet Jackson available to the public on the internet that you could possibly post uh, her doing Together Again, which incidentally play at my whatever memorial service there is. <laughs> Together Again by Janet Jackson. Play it. We now move on to our next segment. Psst, people saying stupid things. Nice. Yes. Karen, Karen, you are so stupid. I always forget about that time cue. So, so you said something that you had like a nominee already. But, yes, I did. But that must have changed. No, it didn't, actually. Okay. I found this was the most stupid thing I've heard this week. Okay. And it was said by the pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Oh, no. He looks like my dad. Okay, go well, ahead. He was at the, what is known as the CPAC conference. Okay. It's this big conservative hullabaloo where they basically go and mutually masturbate each other, literally. Well, not literally, but figuratively. Okay. But he went there to go make this speech, and he spoke for about 15 minutes. And among the things he said was this. Over 54 countries have now been taken over by the machines. He's referring to the Dominion voting machine. Or are getting taken by the machines, and you never get to go back. Venezuela, Australia, they're gone. You don't get to vote at the machines once they're there. Once they're there, you don't get your country back. History is going to look back and say, every one of you, every one of you have taken part of this to save our country and get rid of these machines before we're gone forever. Because if they're united, but like Ronald Reagan said, if the lights go out here... They go out everywhere. The world is watching. We can't... Now, if we don't get rid of them by the fall, all of them, we're going to have... Everybody's going to go vote. These great candidates like Carrie Lake and override the machines. And we're going to get rid of them of eventually all of them. Can I say something? (laughs) Can I say something? Yes! When you read it like that... Yes. I, in my head, yes. picture a, 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 an up photo okay. so from a lower logo, <laughs> you standing at a lectern, addressing a crowd. Well, that was pretty much what Mike Lindell did. In black and white. <laughs> <laughs> at least he was in color. <laughs> yeah, no, you're in black and white. Why am I in black Maybe and white? Maybe it's because I can see you, but it... It's a very, I'm pointing my finger up in the air and pointing with the point, like a dictatorship type delivery that you have. That's the way Mike Lindell delivers. So that was an acting job. Yes. Okay. My, my apologies. <laughs> Not necessarily a very good one. No, but... no, you convinced me. Uh, my apologies. But to Mike Lindell, we say. I'm not sure I know what any of that this was a wasted category, Chad. I don't even know what what he said. Like, what what is what he said? Well, he basically as, says, ah! as recited by the mouth, <laughs> relevant. Like, what does it mean? Like, do you know? He's got to think against robots. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think that's. He you, hates when you talk in a robot voice. You took more. You took more out of it no, than I did. Oh, no. although I got it. I but he sounds not. like he's talking about the Terminator of and the course. rise of the machines. Yeah, but, yeah. That's what it sounds like but, he's talking about. What? Do, what is he talking about? Voting the voting machines. machines. The voting machines. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean. And they are taking over. They are taking over. How are they taking over? They're coming into people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> the voting machines themselves? They're cooking, yeah, they're cooking up food. They're taking every... down children. They're taking over. Oh, they're they're everywhere. I go to the grocery store. They're in the grocery store now. Check Clean out. Up. Fucking, you been to Stop and Shop? <laughs> they're a fucking robot. <laughs> 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 
Wallbounds has a Dominion Day now. Okay. <laughs> Voting machines get 10% off. Yes, I'm that. You know you pretend you don't know. You know. We're going to move on to our next segment. I think we need some Julie to save Green us. Raindrops on roses. And whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages. She always fucks up the lyrics. She does. Every week. He's annoyed because I haven't edited this I have this thing about that sound clip. And I cut off the thunder sound. Play it again. Play it again. I'll play it again. I'll play near the end of it. Play it again, because because okay. now I have I have like another person in the world who like I have a shot. Can you drop I, some here. <laughs> See, it cuts off. Oh again. come on, that's not enough. Uh, oh, you want to hear more than that? Raindrops on roses are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> ah, don't you need that extra uh, it beat? Does need a little like yeah, a little. Talk to my producer. It sound, I'm going to. It sounds too cut off. I gotta talk to you about payment. Anyway, that, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you fill out the form I know. because he ain't paying you unless you fill out that W four. Yeah, I gotta go talk W two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to okay. Five Faves. Tonight's category is the five favorite concerts you've attended. I bet you have good ones for this, oh. which is excellent because I don't. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you go first. You go first. I was yeah. not a very concert concerty okay. person. Okay. Okay. So the very my first concert uh-huh. I went to was the Pointer Sisters. The Pointer Sisters? Yes. Okay. So I have to say that that is up, that's in my list. Okay. Okay. And the Pointer Sisters. Back, I was, Andrew's mother got the tickets. I mean, it was like, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. But they had power. Was a, it was a power? What was that song? Passion? What was that song? They had, the, uh, I, I don't know. Oh my God. They had a really big song in the 80s. Well, they had a few songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was one. One really, really big uh, passion. Pa- it's not power. Um, it was a single word title, but it was a huge hit for a really long time. Uh, I had a great riff in it from Ruth because I got to know their names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one word. I don't. Oh wait. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Is it this? This is automatic. 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 <laughs> it's power. You're it's right. Power. You're right. Automatic. This is it. And if you go forward a little bit, like it's at the end of the second first chord, whatever, uh, Ruth does this really good, like, sort of riff. That was just awesome. So, yeah. It's totally automatic. It was awesome. That was that was a big deal. So, yeah, I went to that concert. Cool. Awesome. Christian, what's your first choice? Billy Joel Elton John. Oh! I heard so much about that. I heard that was great. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Uh, it had it to be amazing yeah yeah wow yeah it was that is definitely my number one i mean i'm a kid of the 90s so of course uh, britney spears and sync together okay probably up there that was awesome cool um, wait was that another one yes oh it's around one. one. Oh, oh. we have, we have five. five phase five phase, five phase. yes so you're so, talking about one at a time one at a yeah. time so that was your that was your, that was your, that was your first one now he gets one. now okay. now i go to my first one that right and I'm going to start with my. No, earliest. that was awesome. That was yeah. that was great. I'm going to because I wanted to see that concert because the two of them come fuck me like Billy Joel and Elton John. 
Please. Please. One of the best nights of my life. All right, Patrick. I'm going to start with the earliest one on my list. It was on my birthday in the late 70s. I'm thinking like between 77 and 1979. Uh It was first row backstage at a Grateful Dead concert at the Nassau Coliseum. Awesome. Okay. It was fantastic. I can see how that would be epic. It was a great concert, number one. Uh Number two, being backstage. I mean, I got to see Donna Gacho smoking a joint with someone backstage. I saw the Hell's Angels backstage. Their security and everything. See, I don't know who any of those people are, but just that backstage access is so cool. Yeah, Yeah, it really was. so cool. That really was. It was such an it was an amazing night. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. So that's my first yeah. choice. All right. What's number two for you? Uh, I, not that it deserves to be number two because it really would be number one. But well, I, so they don't have to be in any particular order. I saw Ella Fitzgerald at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, wow. And I saw her. It had to be. Okay, I'll tell you this. She still had both legs, uh-huh. but not for long. It may have very well been uh, her last concert booking. It, was okay. series, uh, it may have been her last concert. Right. She was walked out onto the stage by the mayor, David Dickens, at the time. Time and put on a stool, and, and she was this old, heartbreaking looking woman. She was just everything about her was just old, right. yeah. Old, but yeah. she needed she couldn't see, she needed uh, to be escorted right. out. She sat down at the microphone, the orchestra was lit behind her. A, a microphone came up from the floor in front of her, is what I'm remembering. It may or may not be true. <laughs> and she started to sing, and her voice was exactly the same voice. You could go back to any recording of hers from the 50s. And her voice never changed. Wow. Her voice was as pure and as magical as it ever was. And that's why I I think Ella is the vocalist of the 20th century. If you're going to pick one female singer, uh, it's Ella. You could argue Barbara or a couple, Joni. You go, okay, Ella to me, okay. Uh, and seeing that, and the story behind it is long and horrible and, and ridiculous, but yeah, that was okay. a big fucking deal to me. That was a big deal. Cool. Great concept. I got to see Ella Fitzgerald yeah. Yeah. sing live. something many people yeah, can say. Awesome. She, yeah, right? you know what I mean? Not she was say that. 400 years old and couldn't see, but she fucking <laughs> sang <laughs> that shit. That's it. You saw her live. She was awesome. It was a, an awesome thing. Cool. And what's right. your next choice, Kristen? Well, can I go back to Insane Britney Spears? Yes, yes. Right, tell right. us about. Fucking loved it. It was really before Britney Spears was Britney Spears. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she had, I think, hit me big one more time. But she opened for Insane. Wow. Well, and was this was she with Justin at the time? No, not yet. Is Justin okay. part of this the conversation? Well, I mean, eventually they got together. But he was in Insane. <laughs> yes. I just love him. I fucking love Justin. I don't care where he comes from. What he, I just love Justin. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, that, I mean, I was in love with NSYNC, all the members. So, that to me was awesome. Yeah, it was good. They time. were so dreamy. They were. In, they were. <laughs> all of the, all of the band boy boys. School, Sorry, I was in 98 Degrees, man. That's what I'm saying. I don't know any of those songs, but... I love One Direction. 98 Degrees came a little later. Yes, well, we they did. In Singer Backstreet Boys. Yeah, so that was just, those were the two main ones. Ninety Eight Degrees kind of popped in there, and Nick Lachey. Yeah, uh, Nick no, Lachey. I like the other uh, one, Timmons, Jeff Timmons. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! See, later on, I think he went to dance with Chippendales for a bit. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah of course he did. Oh, so hot! Oh my god! Shit! Yeah, yeah. One Direction. Oh, I'm right, right, getting distracted. Okay, Back on track. Number two. What's my two? number two for me. It was 1980, the summer after I graduated high school. Uh-huh. 
And you had the radio station WLIR back then. Oh, my God. 92.7. Got me through high school. Me too. Got me through <laughs> high school. Back then, when, when I was listening to it, they were playing like the Grateful Dead and Southern Rock, all that kind of independent bands. It was much more punky new it, wave. Yeah, than before I they made the whole switch to punk and new wave. And if they listened to LIR, you could hang with them. Yeah. You could share. If they listened to LIR, that's all you had to know about. Okay. It. So they had this whole big one day big concert at Belmont uh, Park. The the racetrack yeah, yeah. called the party in the park yeah. and they had all it was like a one day mini woodstock you yeah. just had a whole field of people all camped out everywhere that's awesome in front of the stage it was i forget all the acts who played but they were all amazing until the very end of the concert uh-huh. rick derringer goes on to perform and this is like i said 1980 Back then, in that period, the Doors were undergoing a sort of revival of popularity. So Rick Derringer goes Didn't on the stage. Didn't last very long. No, yeah. but of course, he was dead and stuff. But anyway, Rick Derringer goes on the stage. Oh, so you like the Doors, huh? You like Jim Morrison? The crowd goes, yay! Well, he's dead. <laughs> and the crowd just booed him. Oh, sure. <laughs> crowd just turned against him. I have to wow. ask. I have to ask because of your age. Yeah. You, you Do you know who Jim Morrison is? Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> you have the image of him in leather pants. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that was my number two. Because without that, that it, the news is not nearly yeah, as no, devastating. No, no, no. You know what I mean? You have to just see that image of him. Yeah. What's your number three choice, Thomas? Okay. I don't know how much allowed this is going to be. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So here's what happened. <laughs> I go to see a show, uh-huh. okay, and it's an actress, so it's not really a concert, but okay. the actress reenacted a concert from a singer who was from decades ago. <sighs> I'll kill you, my! Time, I'll kill you in your any sleep. Any fucking time, he can try to work Audrey McDonald into a segment. He brings her up. Here's what happened. No, we're not going to count that. Sorry, does not count. So that is a play. That is a stage scripted play. That is not a concert. Sorry. So what's your third choice then? I don't know what you have. (laughs) I don't know what you have against Audrey McDonald. I have nothing against her. But you use at least any opportunity you can in at least each episode to bring up Audrey McDonald. Well, you should just make a segment then. Audrey McDonald. We'll make an episode just devoted. The Audrey McDonald one time. I like the segment idea. I like the this the Audrey week. McDonald segment. Tell one new fact every week. Okay. Or even I'll I'll take even, I'll, I'll take a couple of minutes segment uh, every month even here. this Come month on. in Audrey. Yeah, and not for nothing, but this this little Irish fucking <laughs> leprechaun, never seen the end of a rainbow turd, will. <laughs> I forgot where I was going. He's going to let you record it, and then he'll cut it. Yeah. <laughs> there was not enough time. Good idea. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. I forgot where I was going. I had a fucking point, but I got caught up in okay. remembering the word turd. <laughs> anyway, what's, what's your third question? choice? All right. I'm, gonna ha- I'm good. This is play. It was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with Madonna Circus. Who? Madonna. Yes. Oh. Oh, circus. I thought that was okay. like a whole circus. <laughs> I was like, Madonna Circus? Madonna, yeah. I'm like, who, who is that? I mean, like, I, a big tent full of nuns? Yeah, it's usually just Madonna. <laughs> Then, okay. But okay, no, please. These are things Tell you're us. gonna have to answer for. <laughs> I love it. Madonna when circus. God asks you. Yep. And I'm gonna be like, he's a Madonna circus guy. Your, your basic knowledge. Where was the Madonna Circus, circus. concert? I, I believe now I have to tell you. 
At the time, I was with who is now my ex. Okay. okay. He had a Madonna fetish. Okay. Okay, so this tour is coming in. And I like where this story is going. Sat, we House. sat in really bad seats. Okay. It was, I think, in Madison Square Garden. I, I, it, was, it was in an arena, you know, where they cut off that last quarter of the arena or whatever it is. Yes. The last uh, and they have the, yeah, like we, the pole in front of you. And then I was sitting on the really on the side, which okay. would have been probably like all the way up center ice. Right. But because they had a cut, like it was that kind of thing. Right. Like you knew there was a concert because other people were there. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they, they were kind enough to put screens in front of me. But I, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I didn't care one way or the other. Like I said, I haven't been to many concerts, so I'm sort but of still, scraping. That's, that's a good one. Yes, it is. Yeah. A Madonna a concert is a big deal, yeah. no matter how bad it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Cool. So I saw my Donna concert. Okay. I would say my next one was Cher. Oh, I hate you. I (gasps) guess. Uh, <laughs> I saw her, what, was it two years ago when she was Oh, here? wow. Okay. She, she was fantastic. I will Fan- kill you tonight. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Just wait until I fall asleep. And then <laughs> face is fine. Yeah, that that one was great. My sister-in-law actually got me tickets. So my mother-in-law, her mother-in-law, and myself. What I would do to at see. At MSG, it was great. Oh. She was great. She I'm was sure great. She was. I'm sure she was, right? She's still wearing some of the same outfits. She's 70. I know. And she says, she gets on the scene, she's like, you know, people will tell me I'm a grandma. Well, let me ask you, what's your grandma doing? What's she I'm, look- a, I'm on tour. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> Fucking share. What, are we only on three? No, it yeah. can't, it can't okay, be three. Number three. Anyway, my <laughs> number three choice yeah. is from 1981. I was in college at Hofstra University. Okay. And I saw the B-52. No, you didn't. Oh. Yes, I did. I know that what, that yes, must have been to you. It was amazing. That was the sure. first time I'd seen them. I think their only, their second album had come out at that point. Awesome. This was back still when Ricky Wilson was still alive and in the band. Right. And they had the big bouffant hairdos, those big fucking wigs. Uh-huh. They had actually more percussion instruments on stage. They had horn players on stage for this tour. And they were fabulous. Just amazing. I did that. That's was like awesome. a dream. Yeah, that's awesome. Right, well, what's on. number four? four? What's your number What's number four? four, Thomas? Number four for me? Yes. Hold on, I had it in my head. Laurie Anderson. Oh, wow, really? I, I was dating the hottest boy at Hofstra University in uh-huh. 1986. His name was Mark. Uh-huh. But Laurie Anderson. Yes. He wanted to see Laurie Anderson. Okay. I wanted him to like <laughs> So we went okay. to see Laurie Anderson, Aww. and it was a great night. I didn't, have, I didn't have any fucking idea, and it was this itty bitty little house, right. you know, downtown in the village. And we went to see Laurie. She was quite avant garde back she, then, even too, then, yeah. and mostly still, like she, you know, it was, it was. I didn't know who the fuck she was. He had this crush on her, so off we go, and it was a really nice time. It was, she, it was an interesting concert. It was worth seeing to me at the time. Okay, it was cool. interesting. Good, I loved it. Well, I didn't love it. It was crazy. <laughs> It was, it was okay. Yeah. It was, uh, I remembered it. All right. It was a life experience. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember like the first 16 years of my childhood. So the fact that I remember that concert and I could see us in line. Like, <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. My comp, I saw my favorite singer, Martin Sexton, at the Paramount. Oh, wow. And okay. that's, I know he's not well known, but he's my favorite of all time. His music's amazing. You should listen to him. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with his music. He's, he's like folk, but like the first time I ever saw him was on stage barefoot with a guitar. Okay. Like he just feels the music, which I 
like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. I did him don't try to do that. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work no. for him. It didn't work so well. No. Yeah. He just like sings from the soul. You know what I mean? It's just like captivating. But I saw him at the Paramount like right up front. Okay. And I was freaking out. Oh, wow. That was good. Cool. What's your number four? My number four is from 1988. <laughs> The night before my law school graduation, okay, at the Jones Beach Theater, I saw orchestral maneuvers in the dark oh, dear. as the opening act for Depeche Mode. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, be still, my day. Oh my god, hard. what a great night that was! Oh my god, it was. We were all in a celebratory mood for graduation, right? And oh, the whole you know bunch of us, like I don't know, about six or seven of us who went together. Oh, what a great night! That, that was an amazing. That destroys me right That was there. an amazing yeah. show. I can, really it was. made me. Actually, feel the parachute pants <laughs> on my legs. So that was number four for me. What is your fifth and final choice? I'm gonna now. You said the Paramount, and the Paramount wasn't always the Paramount, right? No, it wasn't. At no. one time, it was the Huntington Arts Center, wasn't it? Mm, mm. I don't know. The Huntington Arts Center has had a pretty secure home in that brick building off of North okay, Boulevard for a long over. time. Okay, uh, but it had a separate name. Anyway, uh, I saw Diane Shore. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, now wow. the she's everything uh-huh. you wouldn't you know you would expect her to be in that concert you know what you don't know and which may be different now than it was at the time because right. I had performed in that venue there are no bathrooms backstage I don't know if it's different since now it's the Paramount they may have done some renovations Lord hope they did right so. The only bathroom for the performers was in the back of the house. Diane Shore is backstage. The shows were waiting. All of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, the stage left, the curtains bounce open. She is being carried. Now, Diane Shore is blind, for those of you who don't know. She's blind. And at the time, it was before she had lost all the weight. So she was being carried by four men because she had to go onto the stage, downstairs, down a couple of of steps, onto the aisle, up an aisle, up a couple of steps, across an aisle, and then out a hallway to get to the bathroom. So as she's halfway through the thing, she leans back on these four guys and she says, When you gotta go! <laughs> and off she goes to the bathroom. And I just thought it was everything it needed to be. It was it was beautiful. It was perfect. It was a lot of fun. I remembered it. Cool. Right. Diane Shore at the, what used what is now the Paramount, right. but it wasn't at the time. Yes. Go ahead. What's yours? What's your final choice? Oh, my final. final. I would probably say my very first concert that I went to, 98, I think. Wow. Was the Beastie Boys. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. Uh, cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Ice-T was there. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know who Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm confusing you with Ice Vanilla Tea. Ice. Oh, Vanilla Ice. No, no, no. <laughs> I love them both. Somewhere. I don't know how I get confused the two, but... <laughs> Ice tea is uh, awesome on Law and Order. Everybody. Yeah, I like Ice Tea. Yeah, uh, I that's Ice. Yeah, that is Ice Tea. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, he was great. What's yours? My fifth and final choice is from 1989. I saw him in Manhattan at some club where we walked in, and not only was there a bar, thank God, uh-huh. but everyone in there is smoking weed. Oh, the fuck yeah! So that like set the atmosphere perfectly oh, for man. a concert of Lou Reed. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. In 1989, that was, yeah, 1989 it was. That, that, that was, awesome. that was, just, that was great. That's, we had a balcony seat, and he's like, on, it was basically like a Broadway theater, I think it was in. Awesome. And so I was on a balcony seat. Right. My friends were afraid I was going to fall over the edge of it because I was up and just rocking and rolling the whole time. I, I love Lou Reed. So. I believe a situation uh, like that, that. Yeah. He's sexy as fuck. The sound is just sex. He's just, he's just, he's just cool, you know? Smooth. And even though, I mean, it seems deep. like in life he's 
bit of a dickhead to people if you ever seen any interviews with now here's an interesting thing but he was also the life companion of laurie anderson who you brought up earlier a very interesting connection kind of too weird yeah but still works at the same time you and i have never said the two words laurie anderson back to back ever we've never referred to her we've never spoken about her no we haven't we've never heard her music together we've never and and lou reed on the other hand you go on and yeah, on and Lou, on about the same way you do about Stanley, <laughs> Sylvester, both of them. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that your point? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm lost again. <laughs> You'll be very happy to know that we are at our final segment. Oh my God, oh, Christian, we can go home. Yes, it's time for the Grumpy Old Game Men Gripe of the Week. So here's my thing. <laughs> I guess Tommy's going first. I know <laughs> I know that the day-to-day things bother you. I know the small, minor, first-world, privileged inconveniences bother you. They bother me. My gripe is the complete lack of self-awareness people have uh, in general, but specifically in this topic. What are you really complaining about? Bow. And I see it. I hope I don't do that. Okay. But my gripe of the week basically is people who are completely unaware of themselves. People with no self-awareness. Right. They get to me. Okay. I'm okay. Done. I'm Fair done. enough. Okay. Can't argue with that. All right. It, well, it's a gripe. It's something everybody feels. Yeah. Yes. All right. What's your gripe? My gripe? Yeah, grump. Showers without rubber matting on the floor. <laughs> oh, it's because you old. Oh, you don't want to break a hip. I get it. This past weekend, we were yeah. in this... Glorious house is like a 175 year old house, 125 year old. They didn't house. have rubber that then. And but everything inside has been updated, modernized, right, right. and the whole shower is all modernized and everything. But it's just this bare white floor. And the thing is, I've been in other shower places with, with showers of that have these bare white floors. Yeah, so they're super slippery. And they're all too damn slippery. And this time, this past weekend, I almost fell. Oh. And I ended up doing this weird split. Oh, God. That and they thought, to the point where Stephen and the other occupants of the house maybe thought I broke the shower wall or door down. Because they heard me. And I was like, no, I I, I told them what happened afterwards. But that's my gripe. Put some fucking matting on your shower floor, for God's sake. Or a textured floor. Right? Put some kind of texture on the floor. You probably can, right? Did it have an armrest for you when you were in there? Did it have that extra, like... It it wouldn't have helped. It was... It it wasn't... It was like, the, no, it was a shower, and it had like a shelving unit areas and stuff. It right. wasn't a, it wasn't a, I wouldn't. It wasn't like a soaking tub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nothing like that, really. That was a shower stall. Yeah. But it's like, uh, put some kind of matting or something yeah. on the floor. For I could say. That's I, a no. lawsuit waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. And matting can be disgusting, because shikro's under matting. Yep. Like That's probably wall, why they wall. don't do it. Yeah, but so you could get a what you call textured floor. Right. You know, your feet get used to it after a second or two, but you know you're not going to slip. I know. Right. Yeah. Right. That's it for my Yeah, point. we used to complain about how much it was to get into palladium. <laughs> and now we need textured floors in the shower. <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. I agree. That's that's a good cause to raise. Right. Raise so what's your? Uh, we need a gripe. Something that everybody. Yes. What's your gripe for the week? That today just bothered you. I got into an accident. Well, somebody hit me. Oh. Last week, and when I got out of the car, I went to see if he was okay. And the first thing he did was, "I had the right to make that turn." 
And it just bothers me that that was his first reaction. Like, what the fuck, dude? You what know did what you I mean? want to hear? I wanted to hear, I'm fine. Is everyone in your car okay? Like, not do events. Yeah, something. Yeah. It's fucked up, you know? That is fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah. And when you, my car. What is that? Like, what causes that? That sort of response. That sort of. I think he just wanted to make sure he was right. Okay. People do that shit a lot. So it's that sort of watch out for yourself. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Even though you're wrong. I get it. You know what I mean. I, get, I totally get it. You're gonna lie. Yeah. Like just stop lying. Stop lying to make yourself look better. Exactly. You know what I mean. Exactly. Fuck off. Just. Fucking admit you hit my car, and that's it. We'll move on. It's easy. It's easy. Easy. Peasy. And I could prove it. Oh. Could you prove it? Of course. You could prove it. Could prove so it. you could prove it. I the case was flat and sold. <laughs> A concrete evidence. Evidence. And, 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 and the fucked up part two is he called his insurance company and said that two of his cars were involved in an accident. No way. He's trying to, yes. I'm like, no, it was one one car. Like, just one. So my car and his car. Now he's straight oh out God. lying to, like, the authorities. Committing fraud. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Fraud yeah. is bad. Fraud okay. is bad. People are fucked up. Yep. Hi, this brings hi. us to the conclusion of our... 48th episode on this 222nd day of the calendar year. 222nd. You know, it's hot in the 200s. You know, my birthday is next Wednesday, so I hope you guys... What's your birthday? August 17th. Cool. Yes. I want a little birthday shout-out. I will do a birthday shout-out for you. I'll do it. Anyway, he will not be here next week. I will not be here next week. I will send you my bio so you can read it. August 20th. Give me promo materials. August 20th. Show. Tell me quick. August 20th at Governor's in Levittown. Yes. And where are show. you hosting on Monday nights? Coasters in East Meadow. Coasters in East Meadow. Oh, right, so you're up on Hempstead it Turnpike. Is, yes. That's right where the comics hang out. Yes. 106. Uh, I don't know what road that is. It's all right. It's right. 106 Newbridge yeah, Road. Yeah, it's right over at Hempstead Turnpike. All right, cool. On the left. That's it cool. sounds like where fucking Pal Joey's used to be. But go ahead. No, no, it's not the same place. No, no it's more, it's more, it was yeah. more south. But yeah, so come check it out. Excellent. Definitely will. And we want to thank. Thank our surprise no. guest, Kristen Dank. It was only a surprise to you. Yes, it was. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Oh, this our pleasure. I'm so, so glad you were able to I come. I miss you guys so much. And I hope you can come back in two weeks for our 50th episode. Okay, I'll be here. Excellent, excellent. And we also want to thank our production assistant, Bryce, for was, all his Bryce, help tonight. He's um, awesome. That little fuck. Right? He got me some high-quality H2O. He's, he's awesome. Well, that's America 2022. Yeah. Water. He's a good, he's water a good boy. boy. Yeah. He's a good boy. He knew where to get it. Good source. Right? That's okay. Excellent. Anyway, don't forget to visit our website, www.grumpyoldgameandtheirdogs.com, where you can find all our episodes plus bonus materials of video links to all the things that we talk about on the show. We got any oh merch yet? No, not yet. We're working on it. We're all working on merchandise. We need Ooh, a we'll hoodie. talk later then, yes. honey. Ooh, I can. I have. Ooh, she got a machine. You could do it. The machines are taking over. <laughs> they are taking over. I told you they're in my house. <laughs> but you can shit. You can make it smart. Sure. What do you, what nobody, do you want? Because nobody. I don't know. Nobody listens to this motherfucker. What do you want? Yeah, all of that. Talk to my producer. He's in charge of money. Okay, I'll talk to you. I, I will contact your producer. We need something because nobody's listening. <laughs> yes, nobody, they are. They're not talking to us. Well, they're not talking to hey, us. Well, the only time they talk to us is to try to pick up old gay men. We, <laughs> we have done 50 episodes of this thing. Yeah. Well, 50 episodes. 48. Okay. 48. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yourself. 
of this thing. Nobody talks to us. I have asked them personally. I have I have faced the microphone square ahead and asked personally for a comma as a response to anything. Well, they Nothing. may not comment on the show directly, but they do put on comments and likes on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Okay. Because we are on both of those. I don't monitor those. Well, I do. I have things to do. Oh, do you now? <laughs> I Isn't hope that people lovely? comment on this episode. I'm sure they well, will. Now, like Chris how could they not? Chris is I'll, I'll tell you, let's have her back again. I'll tell you for sure what they like is guests. Guests are fucking awesome. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And it breaks it yeah. up for both of us. Yes. Well, I'm glad I came And this was fun because I have never pulled off a surprise on anybody before, mostly <laughs> because I've never tried. And that was, I was at the perfectly drunk moment when we talked about it. And I was at the perfectly drunk moment when you walked in. So it was it was a rare, full circle, positive universe that. experience and I, for I me. I could have bet money you didn't. I absolutely like, remember I actually, yes. when we started, Patrick said we started, we're starting early. And I said, what do you mean early? So we had this exchange and I thought, oh, Kristen, I told, I told Kristen we didn't really start recording until 8.30 and, um, but it doesn't matter really because she'll just come in when she comes in. So I absolutely didn't think of it. I absolutely <laughs> remembered it. I had okay. to resist from either, from texting either of you. Uh huh. Well, that's when I got here. I'm like, it's kind of dark. I don't even know if they're home. Like, that was oh, the Tom, thing. That was God, the thing. They weren't, weren't doing the podcast. No, no, it happened exactly as I wanted it to. No, nope. well, thank and you. It, I'm so good. At it this rarely works out for me that way. So I was I'm glad it did. It worked out for all of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> episode 48? 48. Yep. Okay, so until okay. Kristen comes, you're going to cut, right? What do you mean? Like everything before Kristen came in? I will edit what needs to be edited. Oh, honey. Uh, he's kept me out of everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he, oh. no, I'll just edit his long tangents. <laughs> yeah. This guy goes on forever. And oh my God. Oh, not like, you don't know. Not like him reading the birthday biography of somebody who died 100 years ago that nobody gives a I fuck I want you about. to know that just the other day, I forget who it was, told me, I like your podcast. I always learn something new. If you So forget, there, fuck off and die. If you forget who told you, you're Donald Trump. Yeah, did you forget? Is there a source? Can we find yeah, a source? Yeah, people are saying. Yeah. Everybody people, says. Oh, okay. Source this. Yeah, yeah. Can you fucking source me, bitch? Unreliable I'm, I'm people, say, people say I'm a great real estate developer. On that Goodbye, note. everybody. We're going to say, Kristen. have Thank a good you. night. Good night. Have a good week. You're a good girl. You held on. Have, you. have a good life. Excellent. And we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. Have to believe we are magic. Don't let your